The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. All right, today I'm talking about breaking free from negative patterns. Has anybody in here have a pattern, it seems like, in your life that keeps repeating itself over and over again? You haven't even finished a face like me. But you have a negative pattern in your life that just seems to repeat over and over and over again, and you're like, why do I keep ending up here? Anybody have that? Anybody? Okay, I've had that before. Um, I used to have a calic. And it just, every morning, it was the same thing. And um, I've broken free. Praise God. He is good to us. Um, but breaking free from negative patterns. And we're going to go through this from both a biblical standpoint and a little bit of kind of just how it works within our own emotions, our own mind, our own life to make some changes. Um, I did a, a condensed version of this at L3. And I thought, you know what? This probably is something to just to bring with the whole church. And so uh, it, it's a similar to what we had at L3, but it's actually, uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper today. Um, so I'm going to jump in and just go for it. So Proverbs 131, it says, so they will eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. And so there is an actual biblical principle that what we do and how we act and things in our life, they circle back and they just continue to become part of our life. So you can see this uh, this kind of infinity sign here and how this works, and I'm just going to do a little walkthrough and explanation, is that basically you have your, your reality, right? This is how you live, and that actually leads you kind of into some certain tendencies of how you think and how you operate, okay? So you kind of think and operate certain ways because this is how it's always been. You know, I grew up um, as a, a son of an entrepreneur, uh, and so my mind just thinks of how can I work for myself, right? That was my reality. It kind of produces some tendencies and some emotions and the ways I think, uh, some people, you know, me included, I actually used to sleep on my porch. Uh, my bedroom was on our porch, so I grew up uh, very poor uh, for quite a stretch of time. That happens when you're an entrepreneur at times. Um, and so uh, I really had some poverty ways of thinking to break out of and stuff like that. So there's uh, kind of tendencies that you have. Those tendencies, though, they actually come around and they actually lead you uh, towards taking certain actions, because this is the way I think, this is the way I feel, this is how I am. Those actions then actually turn into consequences in your life where this is what I have now. Like, because I have this kind of tendency and I take these kind of actions, I end up with this kind of consequence. Well, then that consequence becomes your reality. And that's really what this verse is talking about. It's talking about this rotating pattern where you live a certain way, it produces a certain result. And then because that's your result, you end up living that way again. And you end up living by your own devices. You just kind of turn into this circular thing where it happens over and over and over again. And like, I don't want to do this, but why do I do this? I don't want to blow up with anger, but I have the same pattern. Okay, my pattern is that I have is I start out with this reality of I want life to be a certain way, and then it turns into these tendencies where I'm interacting with people, and it's not happening, and I stuff it because I don't want to, like, talk about it because it didn't turn out how I wanted, right? And then my action that I take is that stuffing it down in there and my consequences that eventually somebody says the right thing at just the right time and what happens? Boom, it all comes flying out. And I'm like, ah, oh, why'd this happen again, right? So then I go back, this is my reality. I'm always in trouble. Everything's always going wrong. I have all these problems. So I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna try to rethink this through and I get back into that same pattern. Shh, and we do this. 
Happens in all kinds of areas of life, but we just do it over and over and over again. I have one with working on construction stuff in my house. I have this tendency to think that I am actually able. And so I get all excited, mostly Robert Goodman's fault. He always tells me, don't give up on yourself. You can do it. I'm like, Robert? The tendency turns into action. I try to do it. Boom, consequence. I destroy something else in our house. Boom, reality. My wife calls a handyman to fix it. And we go back around and around and around, right? It happens over and over again. Um, and so this verse, they'll eat with the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. It's a description kind of of what happens in life. And so one of the ways out of it, here's a verse out of Romans 8, 6. And that brings us to our first box. Is, anybody ever seen one of these? Now, maybe not this specific one. Anybody know what this handle does? Turns. What happens if I turn it? It comes out right away? It doesn't come out right away, does it? It's actually just, it just kind of slowly comes out. Like you turn it once. It makes a nice, could you hear that little music? Nice little sound. Oh, it's beautiful. What happens if I keep turning it? Suspense builds. My arm gets tired. I need to work out. Okay. Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Okay? It's clear. This is what happens. If you set your mind on things that are of the flesh, like your own way of doing it, okay, it leads to death. It doesn't say sometimes, right? It's just a fact. The mindset on the flesh is death. It leads to death. It's every time. It's all the time. This is the result. It happens every time, right? Well, but what if I go slower? Is it going to make a difference? Not in the final outcome, right? It might make a difference in how long it takes. Well, I've been dabbling in this. I've been stuffing a little bit of things. I've been holding on to a little bit of bitterness. I've been worrying a little to lead to consequences that create a reality I don't want. And then cause me to go back to these tendencies of kind of like, Oh, sitting in my feelings, trying to figure out what's going on and why everybody's against me and what's happening and I gotta go back into this and I end up in the same thing. Well, but I've only been dabbling. It doesn't seem like it's hurting me, right? But it just kind of... Okay, so if you don't want this to pop out, what do you have to do? Stop turning it, right? But we like to turn it. <laughs> we love to just turn it just a little bit. We just do it and do it and eventually... We get excited. We're, like, oh. We're just like, there's no consequence. And then just when we think, oh, it's starting to get fun, right? Oh, I'm okay. I can relax. There's nothing that's going to happen. I can have another drink. I can do another thing. I can look at another thing I'm not supposed to. I can, I can worry a little bit longer. It's not affecting my life. I can be we just a little more, a little more, and all of a sudden, just when we least expect it, the same thing happens as always happens, right? The monkey pops out <laughs> and ruins the party. And everything starts to go just a disaster. Everything starts to go wrong. And we're like, oh, this is bad. And then what do we do? Push him back in. I got to stop acting that way. I got to stop thinking that way. I got to stop talking to my spouse that way. I got to stop doing that. We push it all back in. It's like, okay, good. Everything's great. And then we just leave it alone. And then pretty soon <laughs> we all look over and go, well, maybe, maybe I turned it too fast. And we start again. To just a little bit more. And the next thing you know, we're just do, 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 do. And then boom, pops back out. Anybody have that experience in your life? This is a negative pattern, just rotates back around and around and around. Well, okay. Really, really simple. Don't feed the monkey. Okay? Don't turn the crank. 
to stop. If you don't do that, the monkey won't do that, right? This won't pop back out of your life. This problem won't happen again. It's why the pattern's there because of an action that's being taken. It's not random. Even though you feel like, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep doing this? It can be traced back to something going on in how you're thinking, how you're living, and something you're doing is what keeps on reproducing you back to this same outcome, the same thing over and over again. So Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin, what are wages? Anybody work a job? What happens when you work a job? You get paid. Right? When you live in a wrong way that's different than how God's planned for you to live, guess what happens? You get paid. Eventually, you get paid. Eventually, the wrong way of living, no matter how much you think it's working out, well, I'm doing this and I shouldn't be, but it's working out for me right now. It's working out. I just do it a little longer. You know, some people are doing something a little bit longer because once I, I've just done a little bit longer, then I'm going to turn everything over to God and I'll do it his way. But first I'm going to do it this way just a little bit longer because I'm trying to get some things set up. I'm trying to get, you know. I'm... But guess what? It's wages. You're stacking like fellow's about to do. He's stacking cash. It's not the good kind. And eventually, guess what? It's payday. Well, boy, God's so judgmental and he's so terrible and he's so awful. Why would he do that to us? Okay, so it takes me to this one power cord. My wife said, if I don't use my power cord, we're going to have to get rid of it. So guess what? I'm using it. <laughs> my handyman skills. Um, so this is plugged in, and I come over, and I hand it to you. I say, here you go. Boom. Power cord. Right? What is this meant for? Power. Is this meant for hurting me or helping me? Right? Theoretically, I mean, you're giving me this, right? Maybe I need, I need power, right? I need to do something, so I need this. Okay? Maybe you gave me this as well. What? Right? So you gave me this as well. What, theoretically, what would you have given me this for? Cut a steak, Cut a steak make a sandwich, clean my nails, no. shave. Right? Something good, right? Something good. To, theoretically, these things are both given to me for what? Something good, right? But what happens if... First of all, I don't know what you're thinking about, but it's probably not what I'm thinking about. Because if you're thinking about putting this in there, I would never be thinking about that. But let's just say that I had theory and theoretically thought, yes, it was part of your organizing job, that I thought that I would plug this in there and I would just poke it in, right, and do that. And then what would happen? Some of you are really good at those sounds. I'll poke it in. It's like, right? And I'm out. Okay? And so I'm done. Now I'm mad at you because, first of all, you caused me to be electrocuted. Is that fair? I'm upset with you because you, know, you, caused, you caused me to do this. That's not very logical. It doesn't make a lot of sense, Right? I say, well, why, if you're a good person, why would you have given me this stuff to do this to myself and cause me to be electrocuted? But that's not why you gave it to me. You gave this to me for my benefit. You gave this to me for my benefit, right? But because I chose to use it in the way that it wasn't designed for, what happened was I got electrocuted. Okay, so this is what this verse is talking about. 
Why would a good God punish people for sin? That's not really quite exactly the concept. The concept is that we are designed for certain purposes. God's designed us and made us. And so when he's designed us and made us, he really says, okay, look, this is how you're designed. Do things this way and everything's gonna work out great. But if you do it this way, sin, which sin is just falling short of the purpose of God, the plan of God, like what he made you for, that's really what the definition is. I chose to do it this way, then bad things will happen. I'm glad when I buy an electrical cord that somewhere on there there's a tag that says, do not suck on the other end of this. (laughs) Because I would have tried it. No, I wouldn't have. But I'm glad that there's warning labels on things that says, don't do it this way. Why? Because if you do, death could happen. Right? And so here's this scripture, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. So in other words, he's saying, I'm giving you things that are for your good, including my son who died for you so that you can have new life and eternal life in him. But everything I've given you is good. Adam and Eve were given good and they were intended to not have to die. They're intended to be blessed. He said, I give you good. Here's a cord, here's a knife. This is all good, use it for good. But if you use it for wrong, you're gonna die. So they come over and they use it for wrong. Boy, that's a bad God. No, it's a very good God who made very clear instructions and said, don't do it like this, do it like this. You'll be blessed or else you're gonna be hurt. Here you go, and gave us freedom to use those things. Okay, so he gives us clear instruction in that first verse about that we'll live by our own devices. These kinds of things will happen in our life if we do the wrong things, we'll end up living by them. But the reverse is true. If we do the good things, we'll live by those. So he's giving us a pattern. Now that's important. Why is it important? Because if you want to actually work on electrical, we're trying to fix our lights. They keep flickering on different Sundays, doing weird things. It's been like a multi-month investigation to figure out what's going on. We can't figure it out. At some point, we'll probably find there's a mouse somewhere in one of these things, and he's cut the wire, and he just sits in there on Sundays and like, hee, 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 fun. Like that mouse trap movie, anybody ever seen that? He's just in there having fun. Who knows? But the only reason we will eventually be able to figure it out is because it's been designed by an electrician, and there's a specific, absolute way that it works. We know how it works. And so it's the same, in that God's designed things in a way it works so that if something's going wrong, We don't have to sit around in confusion all the time saying, what's happening to me? We can actually track it back and go, okay, this is where it's going wrong. And he gives us the ability to look at that situation and say, okay, where on this continuum am I doing something that's causing some of this to happen? It's not just random. Do bad things happen sometimes when you're just trying to do good? Yes, we're in a fallen and broken world. But God's promise is that if we live according to his way, we live according to his will, that we will receive from that. But also if we live against it, we'll receive from that. So there is a a significant element of our life where we can look, regardless of our current circumstances, and say, let me track this back and see why do I not have peace? Why do I not have joy? Why are my relationships falling apart? Why am I always broke? Like, what's going on here? We're not moving forward. And so God wants us to be able to know how to do that. So this takes me to my third one, which is this amazing, beautiful um, snorkel mask. Yes, and Michelle's volunteering to wear it. So if I wanted to go out and snorkel, how would I put this on? Uh, like this? But what if I prefer to wear it like this? What, Ray? You're very astute. 
I didn't know musicians were so smart. Okay, if I, if I wear it like this, right, then guess what? It helps me live. If I flip it and I wear it like this, it helps me die, right, at a pretty rapid pace. But it, looks, it could look better potentially like this because I don't have this dorky weird thing sticking up over my face. Right? Like, I don't want this up. This is weird. I want to live. I want this. <clears throat> but what does that cause? Death. Is that the mask's fault? Is it the mask maker's fault? No, it's not. The air in there is not too fresh. <laughs> <in the room. laughs> and that's what it's talking about. When you use your life, your relationships, the things God gives you, in the way they're intended to be used, guess what it produces? Life, blessing, the gift of God, the goodness of God in your life. When you use it wrong, sin, guess what you get? You also get from that pot. The same thing happens. The wages of sin is death. It's not because that's just what God wants to give. He also gives wages to life. It depends on which job you want to take. I'd rather work in this part than that part. The wages are better. How many of you have moved from one job to another because the wages are better? Okay. All right. Great reason to switch jobs. Everybody wants to get paid better. Okay. In your life, you can literally change how you're working to get a better wage, a better spiritual, emotional, and mental wage. If you struggle a lot with isolation, depression, loneliness, insecurity, those types of things, guess what? Focusing on self tends to create that. Can there be other problems and issues? Yes. Can there be medical ones? Yes. Can there be things you got to work through? Yes. But ultimately, that starts to lead towards that because you're thinking all the time about how am I feeling? How am I doing? How could... But God's method is perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love is like God's love. God's love gives. Right? God's love the world that he gave. So a love that gives, when you wake up in the morning thinking, how can I give and serve and help others, guess what naturally happens? There's an outflow that happens. Right? Your snorkel mask is going upwards instead of inwards. Right? Up and out instead of in. Right? And it's creating a flow that causes more confidence. It causes more, you're giving value. People are saying thank you. They're encouraging you. You feel better about yourself. Guess what? Self-esteem and everything else starts to grow. Security and strength starts to grow. So you can switch out of those feelings and modes by changing an action. Not just by trying to change how you feel, but changing an action. I'm going to be a servant. I guess what that changes back. So here's seven actions that determine consequences. Number one, what we feed our minds. There's scriptures in all these. I don't have them all up here, um, but you can study the word yourself and you can find them. Um, and you can do that. I don't have time for all the verses. And I got a big passage we're going to go through here in a second. Uh, but what you feed your minds, the Bible talks about that. Philippians 4.8 actually says this, uh, whatever's good, <laughs> good, right, noble, holy, pure, you know, good report, all these types of things. Think on these things. Uh, what we allow in our hearts. The Bible says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. You know, what we view with our eyes. The Bible talks a lot about that. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He wants us to use our eyes appropriately. Uh, what we speak with our mouths, you know, we'll eat by the fruit of our lips. It talks about in Proverbs. So our actual words of our mouth make a difference to our life. Those are actions that we take, though. Uh, where we go with our feet. The Bible talks about the feet of the wicked and that it runs to do evil and it runs to do wicked. It gets caught in its own snare. And Proverbs talks a lot about that. What we do with our hands. 
right? Whatever your hands find to do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. When we take our hands and we actually put them to good use for the Lord, we're engaging with his blessing that he wants to put in our life. Who we do things with, the Bible talks about that. It talks about not sitting in the seat of the scornful. It talks about uh, having wise counsel. It talks about who we put ourselves around. That becomes, that choice of action becomes part of the consequence of our life, and then it changes. They say your income will actually match. They've done studies on this. Your income will match your five closest friends. Okay, some of you are like, which friend do I need to drop? <laughs> but you know what? They're thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> I didn't drop them. Okay, and same with your health. Your health will typically match your five closest friends. Why? Because you eat the same, you do the same, you have the same activities, you know, you have kind of similar jobs. It starts to come out that way. So uh, this makes a difference in who you surround yourself with, who you're spending a lot of time with, will make a, make a huge difference in your life. But what if you don't know how to break it? What if you tried and you can't win? Romans 7, starting in verse 15, it says, For I do not understand my own actions. This is Paul writing. Think, think if you can hear yourself in this at all. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. He's saying there's something going on here. I agree with God's law. I agree with God's way. Like, I wanted to use the power cord for my shop back, and I wanted to use a knife for my sandwich, but something inside me just said, stick them together. And there I was. There's something else working in me that seems to compel and push me toward doing the thing that brings death. What's happening in me? And so he goes on. He says, now it's no longer I who do it, but it's sin that dwells in me. It's this brokenness. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. I don't want to get mad when that happens. I don't want to lose my temper. I don't want to yell. I don't want to do this. But it seems like every time I'm in that situation, no matter how much I've thought about before I don't want to do that, I end up there and boom, there I am. And I walk away thinking, I did it again. How did this happen? I don't want to, I don't want to be in this spot. I don't want to overeat. But it seems like every time I sit down at the table, I get up and I walk away and I think, man, I did it again. Whatever the area of life is, it doesn't matter. But we find that we're, I keep on repeating this. And he says, now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. He's saying there's something else. We got it. Two things going on. My desires and this compulsion. So what do you do about it? He says, I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. That's why it's not good to always follow your heart. Right? The Bible actually says that the heart is, is deceptive and wicked above all things. Who can know it? We have these desires to do things. And, well, I know, but follow my heart. Well, a lot of us have followed our heart and found out it didn't take us to good places, right? So it's not just following our instant desire, instant heart, but it's our heart in line with and in obedience to God's word and God's way. And when we do that, God will give us the desires of our heart, but in a healthy way where it produces life instead of death because it's the way he's designed for us to work. But it says, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but in my members and other laws waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Anyone ever feel like there's a war in your mind? Like, man, I have this emotional war, this mental war. Guess what? There is. There actually is. There's actually a war in your mind. There's a war between doing it God's way and not doing it God's way. It's a struggle and a battle that we have to do in our life that is meant to develop character. It's meant to develop a dependence upon God and for him to walk with us. But he goes on, he says, 
This is going on in my mind. He said, it makes me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Anybody ever just want to give up on trying to improve or change in an area that you have a negative pattern that repeats itself and you're just like, oh, just forget it. I can't change. Forget it. It's better if I leave. It's better if I walk away. It's better if I quit. It's better if I just give in. I'll just give in to the dark side. I'm just done trying. Well, that's where he's at. He's saying that this is what a wretched man I am. Who can deliver me from this body of death? And that's where it comes in where we stop trying to do everything on our own. And we say, do you know what? I need help. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I need help. And we go to God. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with the flesh I serve the law of death. So I have this struggle, but I'm growing to be more like Christ. I'm less angry. I'm less addicted. I'm less selfish. I'm less of all these things. I'm moving towards him as I'm wrestling and I'm winning. I'm slowly winning this. I'm becoming the one that, that has the dominant voice, the spirit of God in me, this discipleship, becoming more like Jesus. I'm, I'm changing. It's, it's happening. I'm winning. And I'm starting to have control over these other urges and desires. But I thought they just all went away when I got saved. That's not really how it works. How it really works is God takes some of them right away and he leaves us to struggle and overcome with some of them. He shows us how to do it. Look, I brought you victory. Now start to walk in it, develop, grow. And he wants us to learn how to do that. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, or not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. In other words, we move from always trying to figure everything out and understand it. Why am I this way? Why did I do it like that? How do I change it? To just saying, do you know what, Lord, there's something going on in me that I don't want to be that way. And instead of even trying to sit here and try to get it all figured out myself, Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to be in your word. I'm going to spend time at your feet. And I'm going to say, let your spirit work in me. Change me. I'm going to sit and be still in your presence around you. I don't know why I keep getting angry, but I keep trying to do it differently. But you know what? I'm just going to come be in you. John 15 talks about that. That he is the vine. If we abide in him, we bear much fruit. But if we don't abide in him, we dry up and we wither away because we're not meant to be self-sustaining. We don't have our own root system. We're literally meant to be grafted in to who God is and allow his spirit to come into us. The Bible says it's him that works in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. And suddenly we find that the things that we were trying so hard to do and couldn't do are just changing. They're just changing. I don't know what happened. They're changing. Well, how'd they change? I don't know. You ever seen those blue carnations? Right, they stick them in, how do they do that? Well, they put blue water and they stick the carnation in it and it sucks the water up and all of a sudden all the petals are turning blue, right? It's just because of what it's in. So when you put yourself in the presence of God, you, put, you actually shut down our busy, crazy, psychotic lives and say, I'm just gonna spend time in the word, time in prayer, time in worship, I'm just doing this. Well, it's not gonna change anything. It does because we begin to tap into the life of the spirit that begins to work in us and suddenly we find, why didn't I just flip out? when I normally would have? Why didn't I turn to alcohol? Or why didn't I turn to this? Or why don't I feel bitter or angry? I forgave that person way too easy. Has anybody ever tried to just stay angry at somebody because you weren't used to actually forgiving so quick? I have. I was like, that was way too easy. Like, I need to, like, 
where's my anger? I'm like trying to throw it up. Like trying to think on it for a minute, think like, what's happening to me? I'm getting weak. I need more anger. I need more fierceness. But it just wasn't there. The anger was gone. I'm like, I guess I'm changing. I don't feel as tough. I'm changing. Just becoming more like him. How? I don't know. Spending more time with him. You know, if you've been in Texas long enough, right, you start eating tacos for breakfast. It just happens. I have no idea what happened to me. I didn't try. I guess I'm here. I'm going to have to learn to eat tacos for breakfast. Get the tortillas, put the stuff in there. I got to make this happen. No, you're just here. Pretty soon you're eating, and then you're making tacos that don't even have beef or lettuce or cheese in them. You're like sausages in there, mushrooms, all kind of weird stuff. It just happens how by being there. So this is the last example. I'm going to pray. Ephesians 6, 8 through 10. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from his flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Okay? If what? We do not give up. Right? So it's here. If we don't give up. We keep doing it, we keep doing it, and guess what? It starts to grow. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, this is a guy pushing a boulder up. Or a gal. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Right? How do you think they feel about it right now? Tired? <laughs> Tired? A little pain? A little bit I want to quit? What happens if they sit down? Squished. Right? Crushed. Rolled over the top of. They end up back down here at the bottom of the hill. All crushed. Okay, they're done. Okay, and then somebody comes along and says, get up and do it again. Do you think they want to? No, they're done. I can't, my neck's broken. I don't even know how I'm talking. They're crushed. Get up, get up, get up. Okay, but this happens all the time. People, they start something and they give up. Is this person closer to the top than when they started? Do you think they can see that? Nope. They're tired and they're in pain, they're suffering. And so they just want to quit. If they get up a little bit higher, balls up here, they're up here. Do you think they're going to feel tired still and worn out? Yes. Are they still going to be able to see that they're almost over the top? Nope. Okay. You don't know how close you are to breaking through. Amen. You don't know. You literally have no idea. You could be so close to being completely free from the thing that you've been trying to get free from all these years. You're already free in Christ. That's immediate. But I'm talking about the experience of the freedom. You know, Emancipation Proclamation set slaves free, but they didn't all live free. They didn't know how. They didn't even know the culture. They didn't know what to do, how to change. You're free. You may not live free yet. But you don't know how close you are to this peak. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. What God calls you to do is to not grow weary in doing good. Well, how do you do that? Again, by staying in his presence, being around him, praying. Those who wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. That's how you do it. So once this is over here, how do you think it feels? What happens to the boulder? It's gone. Eventually, you end up over here. Now, if you wanted to go back here, what would you have to do? You'd have to push it back over. 
I was a certain way 15 years ago. I can't just go back there. It's really not that easy. It isn't just like 12 steps, like, well, if I do one thing wrong, all of a sudden I'm gonna be back to who I was. It's just not true. I wasn't a good father then. I wasn't a good husband. I didn't know how to persevere. I didn't know how to make, uh, stay consistent at a job or how to do things. I didn't know how to handle anger. I'd have to work hard through everything I've changed and learned away. I'd have to work hard to go back and become that person again. So guess what? I'd be going backwards, up the hill, trying to force myself to live the old way. Because in this whole journey and process of getting over the mountain and to the other side, God's actually doing a change in your character and in your person and in your mind. And he's not just getting you over the hump. He's changing who you are. And that's no longer who you are. You say, well, I don't want to fall back in. You really, it's not that easy to just fall back in. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, everyone in Christ, everyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's been a change that's happened over time of pushing this over and over, not growing weary and doing good, and now you're just different. But when did it happen? I don't know. It just happened. So wherever you're at right now in this journey that God has you on to be broken free from whatever negative pattern you're in, choose the right actions and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And if you fall, get up. The righteous man falls or a woman falls seven times, but again, they rise up. Just get up, do it again, do it again, do it again. And you look back and say, man, you know, I'm not even sure exactly how or when I got totally free from that, but I am just not the same person. Praise God, I'm different. And he changes who you are from the inside out. Amen, let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, God, that you have made things very clear. Lord, it may be complicated, for us to even try to understand if we try to get it in our own head, but then you made it so clear, God, we can literally just change our actions, spend more time with you, put our mind and our heart and our emotions on you, on the things that you have for us, and you'll begin to produce different consequences, different results, and change our reality that we're living in. Father, I thank you for the effort. I know each person in here, Lord, is trying to live intentionally. They're trying, Lord, to live and to become more like you. God, they're getting up every morning and saying, you know, I'm gonna do things a little bit different, a little bit better. God, I pray that you would bless them in that effort, in that work. God, that you would actually work in them to will and to do according to good pleasure. God, bring strength where there's weariness. Bring hope, Lord, where there's maybe discouragement. And God, let them see the signs of growth that are already happening in their life. Or let them see the signs of growth. God, that they're almost over the hill in that area. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, thanks for being here. Love you guys. And uh, head over to the chapel, man. Make some friends. Have some fun. Take the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com slash give.